Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're still talking about the Super Bowl, and we're still talking about overtime. Do you know the rules? You're not alone if you don't, because there are some San Francisco 49ers who don't know the rules of overtime. This uh, first hour brought to you by Discover. They want everyone to feel special, and that's why your Discover card gives you access to 24-7 customer service, zero-dollar fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. You can learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations like Fritzy apply. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the program. Seton will have the honors with a poll question. We will hear from Kyle Shanahan. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and uh, Kyle Juszczyk, the Niners fullback. Yes, we will hear from him. Also, a little bit later on, Nick Wright from Fox Sports. First things first, and a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And our good buddy, Ross Tucker, who will join us in about 20 minutes from now. 877-3DP-SHOW. You can dial up. And the person you'll hear on the other end will be Tyler to take your phone calls. Also, we say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Download the app if you haven't done so. I know what's going to happen at the end of the show. It's going to be uh, snow beers today. I think that's what's going to happen. We had some snow here last night and uh, some treacherous driving, but everybody got in safely. And uh, we're here to entertain you over the next three hours while we keep an eye on the snowfall at uh, somewhere between six and nine inches for uh, this part of the country. Um, And I was wondering about this. We always talk about inclement weather. Do we ever say, man, it's clement weather? And I said to Paulie, is it clement weather? There is inclement weather. I think everyone's used to that, like undulating greens. I never heard of undulating greens. Mm. Um, Inclement weather refers to severe or harsh weather that is cold and wet, Mm. used often by weathercasters. Who thinks there is a word... Clement weather, or a phrase, clement weather. I think there's clement weather. I don't think it's used. Correct. Clement weather is pleasant or not severe. It is clement for this time of year. Uh, newscasters and weathercasters use mild or temperate more often than clement. Mm. The thing about San Diego is it's such a clement place. It's clement all the time. But I don't think people ever express that. God, it's totally clement outside. Let's go, guys. By the way, nobody knows the local weather forecasters like Todd does. 
Todd's sending me pictures of all the women who are uh, weather forecasters. You know, when you want to get it going in the morning, uh, I stayed at a hotel because of the bad weather. I had my eggs and sausage and <laughs> little chocolate milk and my apple juice. I was loving life. And then uh, one of my favorites popped on the screen for uh, one of the local affiliates and it helped, uh, helped cheer me up. Even but more. you watch with the sound down, which is strange if you're going to get a weather forecast. There. Yeah, I can kind of figure it out through the pictures if it's sleet <laughs> or rain. And they put up the numbers six to nine inches and they put different colors on the map. I don't really think to hear what anybody's saying. Yeah. Todd knows local broadcasting. Nobody loves local news like Todd does. I'm just going to do it. Shout out Alyssa Ray Taglier, WTNH <laughs> Channel 8. Let's just, you know, let's call it what it is. Any other of the uh, fine women newscasters or weather forecasters? Fox 61, Rachel Frank. Okay, of course. What's <laughs> the see. weather? Okay. You done? Lisa Carberg, I kind of like. That's, also. That's one of the other stations. <laughs> okay. You want to get it going in the morning. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, get out of the gutter. It just means like, I'm. yeah, you know what? The weather's bad. It's slippery up, but hey, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> and there's a, a lovely lady telling me about how horrible the weather's outside. I'm going to have my bagel and... Uh, Cream cheese and jelly, and I'm going to get the on the road. The quote was, you want to get it going Going in the morning, I'm in a hotel room. That was the I wording. Did. That was the phrase together, used. It, seems it had awkward. nothing to do with peanut butter and jelly bagels or yeah, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It was. It didn't mean to sound so quite so inappropriate and questionable. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, Paul. While also having a childish breakfast of chocolate milk before he came in. Uh, I also saw this uh, weather caster as I drove in. I stopped to get some breakfast sandwiches. I saw her on the screen. And as soon as I saw her on the screen, I said, Todd is going to reference this person today. I would have I bet on it. Yeah. Two minutes later. She was like a Miss America or something or a Miss something. Not that I did any research. She, or she's a Mrs. something and you should leave her alone. Oh, I didn't know if she's a... Not that that would matter. All righty. So we're off to a rousing start here. Uh, rousing, so, rousing, rousing start. Rousing start? I, know, oh, I said rousing, I said rousing not a rousing start. Inclement Clement. <laughs> yeah. We're off to a rousing start here today. <laughs> we're getting it going. Yeah, we are in the morning. You are the uh, the weathercaster of our show. You're hot, Dan. Mm. Is that what we're saying? No, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. I'm Clement. I'm very clement. All right, so uh, what's poll question today? Well, should I just keep rolling with the toddler here? Or oh, Well, okay. Todd gave us, with the Super Bowl over, oh, what okay. on the sports calendar are you most excited about next? Todd, do you want to run over the uh, dozen options or so? Uh, we could do that. Okay. Yes. Okay, so here are the options now that uh, we're all depressed <laughs> that the NFL is over. Yes. They would include... About a dozen. Daytona 500. Let's get after it. March Madness. MLB spring training. Be interested to see who goes with that one. NBA playoffs, NFL combine, NFL draft, the Masters, the Olympics, Stanley Cup playoffs, other. Wait, the Olympics are in the summer. Okay, but just as far as in the coming months, some, you know, it doesn't necessarily go in order. Then you would just pick day 2500. But you may like something and think that, you know what, the next thing I'm excited about isn't for several months from now. Or it could be something that's a matter of a week or two away. Okay. Uh, do we have another option? Other. I may have left out a significant no, no, no. event or something. No, no, no. Another poll question. Another poll question. Photocross X Games. I don't know. Todd thought, you, Todd thought you loved his so much that you wanted more options yeah, than like, the first What one. else can we be looking forward to? Ray Digger and Monster Mud. I don't know. What else? When overtime started on Sunday, this one's from Paul. When overtime started on Sunday, dot, 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 I already clearly knew the postseason <laughs> overtime rules. Shaky, but I kind of knew. Borderline clueless. I'm guessing most people are going to say shaky, but I kind of knew. Because that's basically the way the NFL works. I kind of knew what the rules are. 
Yes, and the only reason why I was aware of the rules is because they changed the rules because when Buffalo played Kansas City and Josh Allen didn't get a chance with the football, then they changed the rules. So your rules in the postseason are different in the regular season. But, uh, Paulie, why don't you give the official rules so everybody knows Moving forward, these are the overtime rules if we ever have another one in the playoffs or Super Bowl. Gotcha. This would have been handy around uh, two, uh, 9 o'clock at p.m. Eastern on Sunday. They did put it up on the jumbo scrons, jumbotrons Slow in, down. in uh, each one of them. Slow down. Um, the overtime rules for the NFL season, unlike regular season games, postseason games cannot end in a tie. So the overtime rules change slightly. If the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period or if the second team's initial p- possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period, regardless of how many overtime periods there are. There'll be a two-minute intermission, and then each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. That's the key one. Each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. So now your score, touchdown, even two-point conversion, it's not over. That's a big one. Um, same rules apply to the first, first period, fourth period, and it's endless. There is no shootout of any type. Uh, here's Kyle Shanahan, the Niners head coach. This is after the Super Bowl being asked about taking the ball in overtime. What goes into the decision to take the ball first? You know, there, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, the both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Okay, so you're going to be aggressive. And the only thing I thought was you want the ball. Why not go for it on fourth down? If you're worried about Mahomes getting the ball and going down to score a touchdown, then why did the Niners not go for it on third down and I think four? They ended up kicking the field goal. So now if Mahomes goes down and scores a touchdown, then they win the game. That was the only thing I didn't understand. If, if you're going to take the ball and be aggressive, then be aggressive the whole time. Because if you're worried about Mahomes, and now you can say, well, if you don't uh, score, don't get a touchdown, then Mahomes only has to kick a field goal. But if you're going to be aggressive, then be aggressive because you're you're concerned that Mahomes is going to come down and score. Yes, you can. Well, I think Kyle Shanahan had said that they were okay trading field goals. They're like, all things equal, we trade field goals, and then we get them on the third possession. Yeah. Um, but it does. It feels slightly flawed in being like, yeah, but you have to make sure you get to the third possession. Yes. Yes. Which is tricky. Now, uh, the Niners, I think, should be in a must-lie situation, but uh, they haven't been. They've been telling you that basically they weren't quite sure of what the overtime rules were. Our Kyle Juszczyk, Niners uh, fullback. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime, so I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win, but I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really... I don't totally know the strategy there. Okay. Kyle Juszczyk went to Harvard, didn't he? Right? I think so. Um, you should know. I'm, I, I would have thought that you would have probably had scenarios here, just in case. Yes, yes, Mark. Wait, so because he went to Harvard, he should know everything about everything? Well, what about the guy that went to Manchester Community College? Right. Okay. Right. If he plays on the team, all of you should know. Right. Well, Kyle Juszczyk might be a little more curious, maybe. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he went to Harvard, that he would be like, you know. Mm. Uh, if you play in the NFL. 
I'm gonna need everyone to be on the same page. Yes, Todd. Or you could say, "Isn't he smart enough to know not to admit publicly into the world that this that blue blue?" Yes, yes. Because the guy who went to Manchester would have been smart enough to do that. Yeah, because he was street smart. He would be like, "Yeah, man, I'm not gonna tell you anything." Like, hey, look, guys, all right, it's the coach's decision. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it all on him. It's the coach's decision. Okay, he made the call. But the Chiefs were aware. They knew what the rules were. Chris Jones told reporters. The team had a different approach in terms of pregame communication about the new rules and strategy. Chris Jones said, we talked for two weeks about the new overtime rules. And he said, give the ball to the opponent, and if we score, we go for two. So if the Niners had scored a touchdown, Kansas City, if they had scored a touchdown, they were going for two. Here's Patrick Mahomes. So you go eight for eight on that game-winning touchdown drive. What was the plan if the Niners opened overtime with a touchdown and then you guys answered with a touchdown? Would they have had a third possession? What were you guys going to do? No, we, we were going for two. I don't know if Coach Reed <laughs> won't be telling everybody, but we would have went for two for sure. Okay, so they had a plan. They had a strategy. And, and this might lead to a bigger picture of how prepared were you. Now, maybe it's not fair to the situation, but... That's what we're talking about. Your players didn't know about overtime. That, to me, is what stands out and is pretty alarming there. Yes, Marv? See, that's the difference between the 49ers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs stay ready. The 49ers were getting ready. Yeah. You, don't need, you never have to get ready if you stay ready. These guys were ready for the moment. Yeah. And the 49ers, oh, I don't know if I was, you know, I went to Harvard, Brown, Yale, mm. you know. Yeah. I just, I, I, I was wondering if you're going to be aggressive, then how aggressive you're going to be. You want the ball, you want the ball, so you're going to kick a field goal. And now, now your defense has played pretty well. The fact that you're going into overtime and you've held Mahomes to 19 points, and you got a gift with that, uh, you know, the muffed punt that allowed you with a short field. Uh, you had a, you know, a great night with your field goal kicker. I understand all of those things, but if you're saying in a big moment. Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? We're all taking Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy played a pretty good game. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. And that's the only thing. Uh, if I'm going to be aggressive, I have to be aggressive to put pressure on Mahomes. A field goal, I don't think that puts pressure on it. you got a kicker who could kick it from 60 yards and has been in those big moments there. That was what I was curious about in the moment. It's like, okay, are you going for it? Or are you just sort of, well, we'll kick a field goal. I don't think that put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. If anything, it's like, oh, we get a touchdown. We win. Did you see? I mean, we all saw it. The clock is running. They had a strategy. It's like, all right, this is going to happen. Then we're going to do this. And then, hey, this will be our play. I mean, that was the feeling I had that they already knew what they were going to do. And they executed that. But I think there's going to be questions about this with how prepared they were. I still think Kyle Shanahan wanted to prove that uh, Brock Purdy is an elite quarterback and he was going to have him win that game and win the MVP and shut up everybody. I truly believe that. Watching the second half, the way those plays were called, and I kept thinking, if I'm a Kansas City Chief, they're not going to give it to McCaffrey? I'm good with that. Uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, you could have made a case that he was the MVP. 
if you took about you talk about impactful plays, Chris Jones made a, like three impactful plays, including maybe the biggest play of the game. Unblocked. How does that happen? Their best defensive player. Don't you go up to the line of scrimmage and go, all right, where's uh, Sneed's there? Jones is there. Okay, got to make sure we got two guys on Jones here. That's all. Anybody but him. I don't care who else. If somebody else makes a play, great. Not him. It's like when the Bengals played the Rams, who's the one guy they have to worry about with that final play? Aaron Donald. And what happened? Aaron Donald gets the sack. Yes, Eden. And the thing about putting the ball in Brock Purdy's hands and sort of forcing him to win the game and get the MVP is that ultimately, at like the core root of it, it's confirmation that my system is great. Yes, this would it's be a confirmation that I am a genius because I can take Mr. Irrelevant and turn him into a Super Bowl MVP in two years. I think it's a fair assessment of the situation. I do. I think ego got involved here a little bit um, because Kyle Shanahan's here in this. Brock Purdy's here in this. And they're like, right, you know what? Let's go out there and we're going to throw the ball. Okay. I thought Kansas City did a pretty good job. You know, they shut down Kittle. Uh, Debo had a lot of targets. I don't know how healthy he was. Taking Ayuk out of the uh, you know uh, the game plan there. Yes, uh, Mark. To go back to the Atlanta Super Bowl against the Patriots, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman were running wild yeah. on the Patriots. Yeah. And before that big play where uh, it ended with Hightower sacking Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman had a big maybe 40-yard run, either him or Freeman, whoever. They had a big 40-yard run. And then it's like, oh, Let's go away from what we've been work, what's been working the entire time. Because if I look at this from Kansas City's uh, perspective, and I'm Patrick Mahomes, I got to put up big numbers. I got to throw the ball. I got to show them that I'm still Patrick Mahomes. This season, he was more like Brady from the standpoint of I got to do just enough because that defense is really good, and he did that. Like you suppress your ego and you're like, all right, what do, what do we need to do? You want me uh, third and one? I'll run it. You need to play here? All right, I can come up with that. And I don't think it was about, hey, let me prove, let me show people again, remind them just how great I am. I think he was great when he needed to be great. And it felt like Kansas City was going to say, hey, Brock Purdy's elite. If he had won the Super Bowl, we would probably be saying, all right, you know, he's in the top 10 quarterbacks now or top five. It didn't work out that way. And I think Ego played a little bit of a role in his play calling in that Atlanta loss to the Patriots. You had Matt Ryan, MVP, and Matt Ryan's throwing passes. And all you had to do was take a knee and another knee and another knee, kick a field goal, and you win the game. You win the Super Bowl. All right, we'll take a break. Ross Tucker will join us. Uh, a lot of people calling in, so we'll get to your phone calls as well. And Nick Wright will take a victory lap a little bit later on. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Light. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious, near-silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship. And you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge. The EQS is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Take a test drive. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQS. Coming up, we'll look back on the 2017 NFL draft and grades for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs when they decided that they were going to take Patrick Mahomes and what some of the uh, news outlets, how they graded Patrick Mahomes, that draft pick. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. He's our good buddies, Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports, NFL and college football analyst, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and uh, you can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. He was part of uh, Westwood One's pregame coverage of the Super Bowl, and it's great to have him back. Um, all right, can you picture a setting, a scenario where you're not aware of overtime rules in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I can, and I'll tell you why, Dan. A couple things. Number one, it was new this year. Right, I mean, it, it was new in the sense that in the playoffs, at least, no matter what happened, both teams would get a possession. I think there were a lot of people, quite frankly, that were confused by the timing at the end of the overtime period. I think a lot of people probably thought that the overtime was just one period 
and didn't understand why the Chiefs weren't hurrying up. I mean, it's first and goal, <laughs> and there's like eight seconds left, and it's like, what are they doing? There's only eight seconds left. So I think because of the newness of it, I think that's a big part of it. I'll also say there's two things, Dan. Number one, and I know you know this, right? In week three, if you ask an NFL player who they play in week five, most of them wouldn't be able to tell you. They, 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 honest to God, they would not be able to tell you. And then I've been thinking about this in terms of the overtime rules, right? Does it really matter how much the players knew the intricacies of the rule? In other words, very important that Kyle Shanahan knows what's going on, and he did. He wanted to have the third possession for a reason. The players are basically like the pawns or the pieces on the chessboard, right? Kyle Shanahan is the the chess master. He's the one that needs to know. The players are very tunnel-focused and need to execute their assignment. I understand why it's a big deal. Ultimately, I think it's being overblown. I don't think it really matters that much. Why does Chris Jones, the defensive lineman for the Chiefs, know about this? They strategized for two weeks. They talked about it. That they were, they hoped the opponent got the ball, they would get it back, and then they were going for two. So this is a defensive player who's aware of what the philosophy is for the Kansas City Chiefs in case of overtime. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's awesome that the Chiefs knew what they wanted to do in that situation. By the way, I know there's a lot of debate going on, Dan, whether you should take the ball first or kick. I've talked to a lot of smart people about this. It's very complicated. You can make a strong argument either way. Obviously, if you go second, you have the information advantage. If you go first, you have the third possession advantage. The only thing I feel really strongly about is if you do go second, if you do kick, you got to go for two. Like if you match the touchdown there, you got to go for two. So kudos to Andy Reid and the analytics folks of the Chiefs for knowing that, for feeling like that was their best option, and for relaying that to the players. I think that's a major positive that the players knew ahead of time, hey, if we get in this situation and we score a touchdown, we're going to go for two. Ultimately, though, it was immaterial. I mean, the, the Niners kicked the field goal. The Chiefs scored a touchdown. And the game was over. Like, I don't – I don't think it really impacted or affected the game. I think it's just something that we can attach ourselves to after the game and say it's brilliant by the Chiefs and a bad look for the Niners. Okay, there's one thing that you're forgetting, and Mahomes brought this up. If I get the ball second, let's say the Niners score a touchdown. I get the ball second. I now get the benefit of four downs. Every possession, every situation is four downs. We get a first down. Then I got four more downs, where the Niners had three downs, and then they were going to have to kick a field goal. That's a huge benefit for Patrick Mahomes to have four downs to get 10 yards to continue to try to score a touchdown. Yep, I agree. And that, that, that's what I call the information advantage, right? You know what you need. You know if you have to go for it on fourth down. Totally agree on that part of it. I guess what I would argue is the Chiefs only scored one touchdown the whole game. I mean, they only scored one touchdown the entire regulation. So for Kyle Shanahan to say, hey, if neither one of us scores, then we get the ball with sudden death. If we both get a field goal, then we get the ball in sudden death. Again, I think it's really, really close either way. Obviously, it worked out beautifully for the Chiefs. And normally I would say 
especially going against the Chiefs and Mahomes, man, maybe you should go second, and maybe you should try to match the touchdown and then go for two. But in fairness, they only scored, they kept bogging down in the red zone. I mean, they only had one touchdown the whole regulation, and even on that last drive, they didn't need the touch. I mean, obviously they got it, and they went for on fourth down once and got it, but they didn't even need the touchdown. So I don't know that they would have gone for it on fourth down, down near the goal line at that situation. Probably, but maybe not. Yeah, and I also didn't like the play calling in the second half by the Niners. I think, I think Kyle, and I've said this, so I apologize to my audience, but I think he wanted Brock Purdy to be the MVP, and he was going to prove to everybody, I'm, a, I'm an offensive genius, and look at what I created. He was Dr. Frankenstein. Here he is. He's going to go out there, Mr. Irrelevant, is going to win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to prove to everybody I'm, an, I'm a brilliant play caller. I agree with you 100%. This is probably a little bit of my offensive line bias, but it was late in the third quarter before they called a running play I know. I know. in the second half. And by the way, if you noticed in the fourth quarter and overtime, they really wore down the Chiefs up front. I mean, they had good, they were running the ball effectively. Even, it's funny, I think they would have scored a touchdown in overtime, but Kittle's out of the game. And the rookie tight end gets a hold. They run a run to the right. And McCaffrey gets pretty good yardage, but the rookie tight end, number nine, he got a holding pally on Tranquil. If Kittle's out there, I highly doubt that happens, which is a whole other thing because Greenlaw, I haven't heard anybody say this, Dan. Greenlaw goes out, okay, with a terrible injury, fluke thing. He's a fantastic player. What does Andy Reid do after that, Dan? Two and three tight end sets, Right. Which means that Niners have to have their base defense out there because it's two or three tight ends. Which means the Niners have to have three linebackers out there. So Andy Reid thought, okay, Greenlaw's out. Oren Burks and this other young kid, they haven't played very much. Let's put them on the field. Like let's make them, let's make them have three linebackers on the field a lot in the second half. Those injuries, Greenlaw being out and then Kittle missing some plays on the overtime drive. Killer for the night. It's not an excuse, but a killer. He's Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports NFL college football analyst. As a former offensive lineman, biggest play of the game, I think, is nobody blocked Chris Jones. How do you go to the line of scrimmage without taking inventory and go, where, where's the guy who can really hurt us? Now, might be a blit, might be a Sneed blitzing, but Chris Jones I have to account for. At least one guy, it's third and four. Chris Jones disrupts that play. I they, they have a touchdown. How does that happen that the lineman, you go to the line of scrimmage, does anybody call out anything? Does Purdy say, you know, make sure, you know, we got somebody on this guy? How does it work in a situation like that? Yeah, so it's funny. So you don't want to have to make an audible call unless you have to, because as much as, as offensive linemen, as much as we like to say that the defensive linemen aren't smart, uh, they know some of the calls. This is my audible. Somebody, somebody, block Chris Jones. Chris Jones, <laughs> Chris Jones. Sad hut. That's it. Yeah, you know, that's a thing that people don't realize. If you have an, a, an, a mental error, a missed assignment like that, that's how you lose games in the NFL. It, you, it cannot happen. 
And whoever screwed that up, and the offensive line coach, Chris Forster, I can assure you they are emotionally devastated. And if they're not, they should be. Because it's one thing to get beat physically. It's a whole other thing to get beat mentally and not know your assignment or you, not know they, nobody how put, to Nobody put assignment. a body on him, Ross. Nobody touched Chris Jones. Like Terrible. If, if, I, yeah, unless you were saying to Chris Jones, hey, you know what? We're really going to mess with him. Nobody's going to block him. He'll be so confused. Yeah, it was bad. I, I'll say this, though, and this is another coaching thing, Dan. I thought the biggest play of the game was the muffed punt. Yep. And to me, you know, I've been in those special teams meetings. He, Ray Ray McLeod screwed up on three levels. First of all, those returners are taught. If you can catch the ball, catch the ball, field the ball in the air. I have no idea why he didn't run up there and catch it. Secondly, and I know people know this, but if the ball might land near any of your guys, you run up there and say, Peter, Peter, or poison, poison, so that they know to scatter. But the one that's most mind-boggling to me, after it goes off his foot, Dan, you fall on the ball. You fall on the ball. And maybe because, uh, you know, these guys are so gifted and maybe their whole life they've been able to just scoop up a ball and run. Ray Ray, where you're not going anywhere, man. Fall on the ball. I was taught my first year playing football in sixth grade as a husky, big bone kid, fall on the ball. I mean, it, it, it's mind-boggling. That's the only touchdown the Chiefs scored the entire regulation was after the McLeod fumble. He screwed up three things. On one play, I'm not trying to kill him. Sorry, Ray Ray, but like, it's brutal to have three different mistakes on one play, and then Mahomes throws a touchdown pass the next play or whatever, and the Chiefs have the lead. It's awful. I know that you were part of the pregame coverage of the Super Bowl with Westwood One Radio. Where were you then after when the game started? Right, so I, I had recorded that part of it uh, with Westwood One a little bit earlier when I was out in Vegas, and then I was actually in the CBS Broadcast Center, uh, which was really interesting, with Tiki Barber and Brent Stover the whole game, Dan. So we were we were back up in case, you know, anything happened out there in Vegas, they lost power or whatever in the city. Kudos, by the way, to the executives of CBS to have a backup like that. So I was literally, Dan, at the NFL Today desk from 2 p.m. when they went live till 11 p.m., <laughs> At the end of the post-game show, I went to the bathroom a couple times. They even brought my sushi over to me because we had to be ready to go. Like at a moment, I've never watched four and a half hours of pregame show before <laughs> in my life. I've never done it. Was I'm just sitting there with Tiki and Brent, just watching every second of the pregame show. And they did like at like four o'clock or something. They said something, you know, something took a hit, so we had like a fight, like a almost like a fire drill, right, where we got ready again and they turned the lights on and we were ready to go. So um, I was close. To, I was close. 124 million people. I was close. <laughs> but wasn't CBS broadcasting the Super Bowl when the lights went out with the Niners and the Ravens? I think they – I don't remember, but I think, I think you, maybe they did. I think I'm sure, I'm sure after that, because there have been other games in, in, in different networks where – They've either lost power or audio, and someone's had to do it from the studio or whatever. So it's probably, I'm guessing now for Super Bowls, yeah. they all have a backup somewhere. A backup that's not at the site in the city 
in case something weird happens in the city. I think it's smart. So you almost called the Super Bowl. Are you going to put that? Is that on your Wikipedia page? That that should be that should be on my. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. My high school buddies asked me, Dan, whether or not you know what I was doing for the Super Bowl. I said, Well, I'm actually going to be in New York. I'm like the backup in case something happens. I had a high school. I had two high school friends that volunteered to pull the plug for me. I said, No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> We're going to pull the plug on this interview, though. We're done. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for a great year. Thank you, buddy. Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports NFL college football analyst, and almost called the Super Bowl. Take a break. Play the day up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been... You're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Check this out. Looking to heal. Allen and Struz are there. Now Buddy backs up. 12 on the shot clock. Heal with it out top. Iso from the middle. He fires for three. It's in the air. It's good. Buddy Heal hits another three. He's got seven in a row for the Sixers. And the lead is nine. Crowd getting restless in Cleveland. Philadelphia ended the Cavs' nine-game winning streak. That's courtesy of the Sixers Radio Network. I like what Philadelphia has done. They picked up Kyle Lowry. You got Buddy Healed. All right. Now the only problem is getting Joel Embiid back. Other than that, 
Play of the Day, brought to you by TireRack.com, the official tire expert of the Dan Patrick Show. The easy-to-use tire decision guide. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Full lineup of Goodyear tires, special offers, free road hazard protection, mobile tire installation. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Also, some other uh, basketball items. Victor Wembayama had 27, 14, and 10. That's not 10 assists. That's 10 blocks. First rookie with a triple-double with blocks since... I'm going to give you the year. 1990. Paulie? Dikembe Mutombo. No. Marvin. Dave, that's a strong guess. That was a good guess, but it's David Robinson. Yes, it is. Blue, 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 blue. Yeah, Marvis. Yeah. Thank you. Wembayama also had five assists. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Mark in Massachusetts leads us off. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Uh, first time, long time, six foot, 215. Uh-huh. Dan, one of the themes um, that you and Seton in particular have been talking about is the lack of um, uh, participation from, from Chris McCaffrey. And um, I just wanted to bring out, he, he carried the ball 30 times. He carried it 22, caught it 8. How much more do you want him to have the ball? I don't believe that is a, a, a critical factor in the 49ers' struggles. Well, if he's tired, he has a backup who is really good, Elijah Mitchell. Um, I would have put him in there as well. But Christian McCaffrey is the offensive player of the year. Uh, I'd load him up. This is the last game of the year. Yes, he did touch the ball. How much did he touch the ball in the second half? How much did he touch it in the third quarter? They had opportunities to put Kansas City away a couple of times. Kansas City went three and out three consecutive drives. Mahomes gets picked off. Like, they just didn't capitalize on anything here. So if you said, okay, I'm going to put the ball in, you know, uh, Chris McCaffrey's hands, or I'm going to keep throwing the ball with Brock Purdy. Yes. Like, again, I'm no football strategist, right? But the amount of times to me that the 49ers lined up first and 10 with nobody in the backfield, to me, just seems so puzzling, where it's like, at least make them think you might run. At least put it in uh, the idea that, like, you know, we might run the ball here, considering we have... Christian McCaffrey and Debo. I I don't know. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Call me crazy. Dan in Utah. Hi, Dan. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, good morning, Dan. Good morning. First time, long time. Yeah. Five ten, two hundred, and a lot. Hey, I just did a search for the new NFL overtime rules, and I went to NBCSports.com and an article by Michael David Smith. You know, it explains and talks about the 15-minute quarters and how if it's still tied, there's even a short halftime than this. There won't be a second usher performance, however. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Michael in Alabama. Hi, Michael. What's on your mind today? Hey, uh, 61219. The thought process just going into even potentially talking to you. But anyway, I diverse. Um, Polly owes us a pie to the face. Okay. 
Back in April, he said that the Braves will win 110 games, and they did not. So, check the tape. Uh, yes. Did Did you ever pay up on that bet, Paulie? I thought I did about a week after the season, but I had to check. Okay. Well, I had the backroom guys check. All right, we'll see. But I did say that. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, Marvin. But I diverse. Yeah. Okay. I think he might digress. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. <laughs> Good morning, Dan Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to digress with a uh, question and a stat of the day. So I brought this up a couple weeks ago. Now that it happened even closer yesterday night, um, having a quadruple double from either Victor Wembanyama, Chet Holmgren, how possible do you think it is? We're coming up on the 30th anniversary of the last one by David Robinson in 1994. Well, I think with Wembyama, you have to factor that in. I mean, it's a possibility when he goes out there every single game. And with what he's doing and the confidence. Now, I don't think people are aware of the numbers he's putting up right now because we don't watch the San Antonio Spurs. It's like, oh, the Spurs are on, and then we'll watch. Um, you know, he's not getting marquee games because they're not a good team. But when you watch him play, like I'm amazed that he doesn't get seven or eight blocks a game. I mean, I'm, I, when I watch, it's like he affects a lot of shots. And, and they don't have a stat for that. It's like, um, you know, pressures on a quarterback. When you affect a shot, they don't have a stat for that uh, because it would be difficult to kind of track that. But he's one of those guys. It's like Max Crosby puts more pressure more often on quarterbacks than any other uh, defensive player. Victor Wambayama, he puts pressure on you. It feels like every single time. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of this, so I'm going to say it. 6'3", 270, because somehow I grew an extra inch. <laughs> but I called in today because I feel like I need to explain my disdain for Kyle Shanahan. While, yes, it 28-3 has a lot to do with it, a lot of it also is everybody calls him this offensive genius, and, and I just fail to see where it is. Yeah, he's great during the first three quarters of the game, but he's always lost in the fourth quarter. It, it drives me insane. And you don't even inform your team of the new overtime rules. How can you be a genius if that's the key? All right. Thank you, Al. 28-3 is not leaving Al anytime soon. Yes, Eaton. Well, no one said he was a head coaching genius. <laughs> he said he was an offensive genius. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like how he wears the 28-3 to 3 loss, and he's the offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn, it's like defensive. You're the defensive guy, and you're the head coach. Yeah, Shanahan didn't give up all those points. No, he, he just sure didn't. Did. He just didn't <laughs> make it easy for the defense either. <laughs> and all the two-point conversions they had to convert also. Yes, Todd. He's Teflon Dan. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were here today. Go ahead. What do you got? Wait, what do you? What are you doing? I hadn't said something in a while. I was expecting. A, I, I guess I bombed it instead of Teflon Don. I said Teflon Dan because Dan Quinn doesn't get any blame for the twenty-eight three. I think it made sense what I said. Maybe it wasn't hilarious enough. Didn't get a good reaction to that as much as I thought. You know what? I would have just stayed quiet the first hour. I would have. It was actually working for you. Hour two on the way. More of Fritzy. Nick Wright will join us a little bit later on as well.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.